When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. With me is James the Sharp End Sharp, my Hello. colleague here at Mercury Towers. And we're going to be dissecting every, all the events at Leicester City over the last few days. And there's certainly been no shortage of dramas, as there always is at Leicester City, it seems. And I suppose, James, we'll have to start with the question, where did that come from after that performance against Liverpool? Yeah, definitely. Um, from chatting to some of the Leicester City supporting um, media, both at half-time and full-time, there's a general consensus of, I've both been really happy that that was the kind of performance that we've been waiting for to see from Leicester for so long, the performance that we know they can put in. Also, a sense of, not sadness, but a bit of a shame that it's kind of had to come to this for us to get to a position where we could see the players play like that. Um, whether it's to do with as well that the players have come under a lot of criticism over the last week um, for have it for reports saying that they've had some kind of say in Ranieri's sacking. So they've, they've been given pelters this week from some sections of the national media and that was a performance from players that looked like they had a point to prove and looked like they had the bit between their teeth, none less so than Jamie Vardy who played with teeth snarling and after about nine seconds slowing for tackles, so you could see that clearly that he had the bit between his teeth. Um, but like always, when Leicester City's players genuinely have a point to prove, then they tend to show it. Mm, let's take it back to the uh, start of the narrative. Then after the, uh, the sacking of uh, Claudio Ranieri, which we discussed in the last podcast, there was, uh, there's been lots of media speculation reports uh, accusing several senior members of the Leicester City squad of... Uh, holding meetings with the club owners and uh, in th- in theoretically getting Ranieri the, the sack and uh, voicing their displeasure at his tactics and his, uh, and his team selection. And, What's uh, your understanding of that situation? Well, my understanding is there was no big team meeting with the owners, as was reported in, in one publication. And uh, uh, from what I understand, yes, um, a couple of the senior members of uh, the playing staff were asked for their thoughts on why they'd been struggling to perform this season and amongst some of their observations may have been the fact that at times they were looking uh, puzzled at um, some of the formations that Claudio uh, adopted and some of the, the team selection but that it's a big leap to go from you know somebody just using that as a, as a factor to say they have been asking for Claudio to be removed that I, I understand that was not the case and we saw in the uh, Match Day magazine last night didn't we that uh, the vice chairman top uh, said that the uh, criticism of the players has been grossly unfair, and uh, I just think that I think some of the, the nationals have seized on that that narrative because it is a dramatic one, isn't it? You know, the the manager being stabbed in the back. It's got Shakespearean. A, you know, it has a Shakespearean quality about it. Uh, you know, a bit of the old Julius Caesar, the Roman emperor being stabbed in the back by the people he thought were most loyal to him. But that, I think that has been blown out of all proportion, and I think uh, in terms of um, Vishai, come Vishai. You know, you don't become a billionaire, successful businessman, a global businessman, uh, by making decisions just on the uh, 
on the say of a couple of your employees. I'm sure he's his own man. He would have made his own mind up. But uh, so I think the players were definitely hurt by that, and we saw that, didn't we, with the reaction on social media? Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, well, I was interviewing Shakespeare in his press conference yesterday, um, asked him whether they had, whether he had mentioned or talked about um, the uh, the criticism that the players had got, and whether they he had used that at all in his team talk to to kind of fire them up and he said well he said not necessarily but they'd talked about it because they had to talk about it and he said it's only human nature but if you're criticised to that level that you want to come out and give the kind of backing and performance that they get which, which they did um, so yeah talking about the social media kind of thing well, I'll tell you what, what I did that was quite good is that the fans found a quite a, a, a strong balance between supporting those players for your team but also paying tribute and thanks to Claudio Ranieri at the same time. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, the 65th minute mm. when they sung Ranieri's name and lit up the stadium with their phones was mm. particularly poignant. And uh, it's, uh, I think the recrimination and uh, the accusations and the bad feeling are just born from the emotion of it all. I mean, Claudio's a very popular uh, individual. He, he achieved something incredible with his football club that will never, ever be forgotten. And the Leicester fans will never forget him. Even the ones that on social media for a while now have been saying it's time for a change. They must have been filled with sadness at his uh, departure uh, as well. But uh, I, I think people, when they're feeling emotional, give her an emotional response. And uh, I think a lot of it, the finger pointing uh, towards the players and even Craig Shakespeare and his staff. I think that's a. I think that was out of order, personally. Uh, but having said that, the, the players cannot escape criticism. They simply didn't perform for Claudio this season, regardless of whether they were puzzled by his team selection and formations. We had not seen, no. except for the Man City performance, we had not seen that performance this season. And yeah, I know. And Shaky mentioned that afterwards in his press conference as a bit of a caveat to say well no we, we, we have the players have performed like that this season they perform like that at Man City as though that was kind of an example to show it wasn't just the difference between with Claudio and without Claudio but that's that was an anomaly and a, and a one-off that like you say they they just hadn't and I think that's where the sense of kind of a shame not not shame but the, the sense of fans feel like oh it, was it really they had to lose the Roman Emperor in order to be able to kind of produce this kind of performance because as, as sad as it may feel to even the most kind of strong Ranieri supporters Leicester looked like they were playing with the brakes off yesterday they looked like they were playing with freedom they looked like it was simple they, they went back to that starting 11 was the team that won the title apart from Ndidi Picante and they just went back to what suited them they got the ball from back to forward as quickly as possible getting Vardy to to press from the front and they played like we've seen them play last season it's just a shame that it, it's they, they weren't they didn't do it for weren't doing it for Claudio um, but that's the way it goes well there was certainly an intensity we hadn't seen I mean the stats show that collectively they they ran uh, a mile further in the game than they had done in previous yeah. games so that shows they put more effort in and that and, you know you've you got to ask the question of well they've got to ask the question of themselves and themselves in the and say why is that the case why did they put more effort into this game than the others but I think perhaps the Ranieri sacking perhaps they didn't expect that and I think perhaps that shocked them into that performance they then suddenly had something to prove like they have done in the past um, and as you said from the first minute Jurgen Klopp was going mad because there was a, 
Vardy challenge on Sadamani, which, uh, which I set the tone, I thought, for Leicester City. And after that, City were first the ball, first the tackle. Wolf and Ndidi, it was a great stat on Ndidi, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he, um, he made 11 tackles in that game, which is no one else has made that many tackles in a game this season other than N'Golo Kante when he made 14 also against Liverpool. So I think his performance shows just um, how important he could be for Leicester now because at the start of the season we saw that when they tried to play 4-4-2 they struggled because they got overrun because as we always say that famous quote from last season that they used to play Drew Water in the middle and Kante on either side doing the work of two blokes and without him they struggled because they'd get overrun but now it looks like without trying to without trying to say he will be the next Golo Kante he showed that in that performance yesterday and did he showed that he could go some ways to allowing Leicester to play potentially that system again because he has got the ability to play that kind of role win the ball back quickly cover a lot of ground and give more freedom to Leicester City's players so very very impressive performance from, from just a, from a very young inexperienced Premier League player he looks very very promising uh, it wasn't just Nadidi as well, all across the board pretty much. I mean, Danny Drinkwater was back to his driving best, superb yeah. volley for the goal. Vardy, great finishes for his goals. I mean, even Robert Huth, Wes Morgan looks solid again. It's a shame they couldn't keep that clean sheet. As I said in my verdict, you know, when Ranieri offered them a pizza for a clean sheet last time, what's Shakespeare, Birmingham-born Shakespeare, going to offer him bolty pie for a, for a clean sheet? It might take that at the moment, but uh, very much uh, better. But they were damned if they did and they're damned if they didn't, didn't they, yesterday? Yeah. It was the no-win situation yeah, exactly. with the players. Yeah, if they, if they play really well like they did, they get people ask, well, why don't you do that for Claudio Ranieri? You just, people, they think criticism, like Jamie Carragher saying they should hang their heads in shame, which I think was a little bit harsh. But then, on the other side, if they hadn't performed well, they performed poorly and got beaten, then people will say, well, it wasn't Ranieri's fault after all. So the players were always going to be going to cop some stick after mm. this performance. Um, but I think you saw from the fans how they backed them that if, if the players put in performances like this, then eventually, like, the thing that is most important is winning games of football and staying in the Premier League eventually. Uh, let's talk about the managerial situation. That uh, performance and that result certainly won't do uh, Craig Shakespeare's no. uh, cause any harm whatsoever. Uh, he's almost certain to be given the whole game now as well. And if they get another positive result, um, there will be a, a break in the fixture list before the Seville game. And uh, I think the club will then have a look at the situation and uh, they might give Craig the job to the end of the season and reassess it in the summer. And I, I think looking at the situation, that would be... A, a decent decision to make, wouldn't it? I'd give it to him to the end of the season um, because the long, if you aren't going to give it to him to the end of the season and you bring someone else in, the longer that goes on, the fewer games that new person has to come in to, to work their magic. There's 12 games left now, another one's gone, it's 11 and 10, you're getting into single figures. And as we, as we saw yesterday, Shaky is a very popular member of that group. Um, uh, he's kind of the, the glue that keeps that group together um, and he unites those players and as we've seen over the past few months what they need right now is unity and he looks like he can bring that he's a very well respected coach um, England rate him very highly as do Leicester City's players and I think that he we'll see, obviously we'll see how the whole game goes but I see no reason why they shouldn't give it to him for the end of the season because 
because he's in safe hands. Well, exactly. I mean, uh, the situation, we, as we understand it, is that several targets, uh, possible candidates, have been sounded out, but the club are just assessing their options, so to speak. They're um, holding fire. Uh, Gus Hiddink apparently has been, uh, again, been approached to see if he'd be interested, but there's several others that uh, we, we, you know, we should keep our... Uh, Keep our eye on uh, whether it's a it's a Hodgson or a you know Alan Pardew or whatever. Um, uh, they've got a couple of options, but uh, at the moment I think their preferred option would be to stick with Craig until the end of the the season. And if they get that result against Hull, I think that will be the case. Um, what about Hull? It's a massive game, isn't it? Absolutely huge. That's given them a bit of breathing space going into that but still the pressure will be on to win that yeah so I mean you look at the table now that's what Leicester up to 15th winning and win again against Hull and already you can start to see there's a chance there for a little bit of breathing space but what we can say for certain is that Hull will not be anywhere near as open and as welcoming as Liverpool were to allow Leicester to just play to their strengths against them Vardy will not have that space in behind to run into and they just they won't have the time and they won't have Hull won't have a centre-back like Lucas who's barely their fourth choice central midfielder let alone centre-back so it won't be as easy for Leicester I don't think they can just come and just basically battle Hull off the park which is what they did to Liverpool they just battled them off the park Hull won't stand for that so they'll have to show a little bit more a bit of a nous potentially um but yeah, like you say, it's it, it's, a, it's a huge game now. And I think if that goes well, they get a positive result against Hull, then I can't see any other re- I can't see any reason why they wouldn't want to give it to Shaky at the end of the season. We would uh, certainly need um, all the players to reproduce their, the same performance levels as they did against Liverpool. Uh, but more so than anybody, Riyad Mahrez. I mean, we talked about Vardy and Vardy's finishes were excellent. And if you look at his... Um, goals to chances ratio it's pretty impressive this season because he simply hasn't had that many chances and uh, we said Nididi drink water outstanding but Mares, he was the one that didn't really spark for me uh, against Liverpool until there was some glimpses in the second half before he was substituted uh, he looks like his confidence still needs to come back a bit but that this would be we keep saying this this is the perfect moment for him to do but this would be the perfect moment for him to do it yeah of course I mean like you say all those players there yes last night um, looked like they, that they raised their game for the for the occasion for, for their pride for for whatever the reason was that provoked it um, they all seemed to step it up of all of all of them Morris was the one that didn't look like he had stepped it up that much um, whether Hull will be the kind of game for him I don't really know because I think the Liverpool game would have would have been would have seemed the game that would have played to his strength because they weren't really they get. They would have given him the time to to create things, whereas Hull will just try and rough him up and get under his skin. And we, we know that Morris doesn't really like. It, it doesn't really thrive in that kind of situation. Mm. Um, but I think I think he needs to um, for a player that scored 17 goals last season was the PFA Player of the Year. And as we've all said he's looked a shadow of that this season. I think it would be good. It would be a test of Shaky's man management to see how quickly he can mm, harness uh, Mahrez's confidence and manage to bring it up because if he can do that if he can, because he, look, he looks like his confidence is shot to bits at the minute if Shaky can get something more out of Mahrez that'll be another feather in the cap for Shaky's uh, managerial skills 
So it was uh, back to basics uh, for Craig Shakespeare in Leicester City against Liverpool and back to winning ways. The uh, re- recriminations and the criticism will probably continue for the rest of the season as the fallout of the departure of Claudio Ranieri continues. But there was promising signs and there is hope for Leicester City fans. So uh, join us later in the week when we'll be uh, previewing in more depth the whole City game, reflecting on Craig Shakespeare's press conference at the end of the week. And... Uh, and join us uh, on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page throughout the week for all the latest news and developments at the King Power Stadium.